So where are you now? I mean, you gave us a clue last week, but let's just confirm. What was the, where are you what, in the world? What was the clue I gave you last week? Did I give you a clue? Uh, didn't you say at the end of the pod that you will be in Paris next week? Oh yeah, there's the clue. I'm in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave you the answer, didn't I? <laughs> um, I am. It's quite surreal, actually. I'm I'm back in the the same hotel that I stayed in for the three weeks for Roland Garros. I'm working at Roland Garros, but there is no tennis, so it's it's very weird. That I'm back here so soon after the so tennis. So strange to be back at Roland Garros. Totally different vibe, I guess. Very different. So I'm back here for paddle, um, Premier Paddle. It's and it's a completely different vibe. It it's so quiet, and in a way that's weird. In a way, it's quite nice. There are um, four four match courts that have been transformed, including Philippe Chatre. So I put some pictures on my social media, but they've transform Philippe Chatre into a paddle court so the the black surround and then the blue of the court with the cage around it is on Philippe Chatre which looks very cool it doesn't I mean I think they've done really well with the colors and it's so strange to think that what four or five weeks ago Rafa Nadal was on on the clay lifting up title number 14 and then we're here for paddle and and some of the outside courts are uh, match courts and then you've got the practice courts there's food trucks there's musicians it's it's very chilled out it's very laid back now paddle is something that is growing outside of spain and south america so it's uh, and the next tournament's actually in spain but in terms so in terms of the numbers i think they will build as the week goes on but it's something that it's the fastest growing sport in the world but it's still attracting people do you know what i mean it's still bringing people into the sport so the numbers of numbers have been pretty good um today wednesday we get the top eight seeds in and these guys are on another level I mean, one of the guys playing today is called the Rafa Nadal of paddle. And, and some of the stuff, oh. I mean, some of the stuff these guys How many do, French Opens has he won? Eh, none. Uh, <laughs> but, right. But he's got... I feel like that title's given out quite freely. Alcaraz <laughs> is the next Nadal. Everybody, want, everybody wants to just hand Nadal's titles over. But he's, not, but he's the equivalent in paddle. So in terms of the character, in terms of skill level, in terms of the number of titles he's won. But we've got to remember that in terms of like majors, it's a new thing for Paddle to have the major, the system. And all the players are saying it is so nice to be at Roland Garros. And, and they just talk about everything's done for them, you know, the cars, the food, the because again, paddle is not on the level of tennis. It's sort of, it's gradually getting there. Sure. But it's, um, yeah, look, it's it's a lot of fun. We've got the commentary box next to ours are the Spanish world feed and and they're really lovely so we've been kind of picking their brains and everything to do with paddle yeah it's a really nice vibe there's I think five matches a day on Chatrier I'm getting my head around more and more paddle and we're hoping later in the week to try it so I've never tried it and oh wow <laughs> I don't think it's going to go well um but I'm hoping that we're going to get onto a paddle court at the end of the week when things quiet down and when there's no one watching and um and to give it a go so yeah it's good it was a bit of a rush from Wimbledon finishing Sunday night to being on the first plane and airports. I don't know. When were you last at an airport? Airports are horrendous. Um, yeah, we're just not doing it. We're not going away this year. It's just not, not going to happen. We just decided there's no point. Or just drive. J- drive or a, just don't go to an airport. Uh, I know this is not what our podcast is about, but the airport, honestly, I got there two and a half hours before my flight and I nearly missed it. It was... And that is... Absolutely crazy. It's check-in, it's security, it's queues. And you're kind of like whoa this is at that time in the morning I thought I'd done so yes so that was a bit crazy but wonderful to be here the weather um I don't don't know what temperatures are like in the UK we're talking here today I think 36 degrees I think 
Oh, it's hot. Yeah, well, I mean, it's always going to be just that little bit cooler in London. But it was 30 yesterday. Wow. It's, it's, uh, I, I'm not going to complain about the heat because we want the heat, but it's, it's really, really hot. So in terms of athlete, whatever sport you're doing, performing these kind of conditions is, uh, we're in an air-conditioned commentary box, so I'd be wearing my jumper. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to take a jumper. People keep saying to me, what are you doing with a jumper? You have to have a jumper if you're working in a commentary box. Um but yeah, so it's good. It's good. It's it's different. I feel I feel that Wimbledon is already a long, 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 long time ago. But it's uh, it's really nice to be here. It's slightly strange being here and there not being any tennis on. But um, but no, it's 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 really good fun. But again, I mean Wimbledon. It's uh, have you had time to sort of sit down and take in Wimbledon, or is it already forgotten? Yeah, let's dig deep in the memory bank all the way <laughs> to uh, th- three days ago. <laughs> what what happened but um yeah i don't know it's difficult i mean the slams are so long aren't they with two weeks but then by the end of it you think oh my god how did we pack all of that into that short space of time um it's done our champions rebakina and djokovic once again wrapped up when it comes to the singles event what what's your overriding memory from wimbledon there were those that said it was it was a classic those that said it wasn't those that said it was okay. Those, I mean, what's your what's your kind of main takeaway from from the championships of this year? Oh, overwhelmingly. Um, when it comes to the singles events, oh, do you know what? When it, when I feel like when I look at Djokovic winning, yeah, I actually think he didn't even play that well. No. <laughs> Just, I mean, he was down. How many matches was he down in? Losing the first set for fun, losing two sets to to Sinner and coming back. It was like he was just such a slow starter, which is just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, but but that is so impressive. The fact that you know he still only needs to be able to play at that level. Okay, we didn't get Nadal through to face him in the final. Maybe it would have been different then. But yeah, I think. Um, uh, I mean, there were so many storylines, weren't there? Like, so, as there always is in a, in, a, in a Grand Slam. And it was so much fun. I mean, I loved that. Um, I just thought the Rebecca celebration was just hilarious. Like, just ridiculous. Say, just what, a, what celebration was that? Just a fist pump. <laughs> just a fist pump and a little bit of a smile. Um, but that was great. She seems like such a nice girl. Um, and it, it felt like a, a little bit of a long time coming with a, a couple of years for her. The on story just, you know, was out of control. It was so hard, I think, to separate from the on story, wasn't it? Because it felt like her destiny to win it. It just felt like it was going to happen. She'd had the picture of the Venus Rosewater dish on her phone. She said at the beginning of the year she was going to win Wimbledon. You know, she was playing so well into the final. Um, but Rebecca very much the party pooper. Uh, she almost wanted it too much, you felt, from Jim. I think, I think mm. that weight of... Of, of wanting it because in the you know the first set was so but the second set that the tightness in the Jabir game the tightness in that forehand in the second set from Jabir whether it was whether it was where she was and how close she was to to a life-changing dream I, I but you you saw her visibly tighten up and you cannot do that against Rebecca with the with the game style that that she has and you know Ons has made and will continue to make such a difference we use the term trailblazer she is and she will continue to be so but I don't know do you think maybe it was just wanting it too much that stopped her from getting over the line not to take anything away from her opponent yeah I think possibly I I don't think she could have won that match to be honest I don't look at that and think that Jabour needed to increase her level to win the match I just think that Rebecca was too good and after we watched the semi-finals 
um, Rabakina in a semi-final, it was a case of if Rabakina plays like that, there's nothing Jabour can do about it. That level is too good. That hitting is too clean. And she did find a lot of that level in sets two and three, really, after she got over her tightness. And look, if you're going to organise and manage your tightness and nerves, which is a complete luxury and very, very few people can do this, you want them to come at the beginning and then ease up through the match. You don't want to be relaxed at the beginning and then get tight as the match goes on, as the finish line gets nearer. You absolutely want to have the momentum of loosening up and feeling better. Um, and that was sort of how Rebecca did it. So maybe it played into her hands a little yeah. bit. Oh, do you know another memory, though, that does stand out? It's not really the tennis. Um, was oh. going up and down that ladder oh. to our commentary box. Oh. <laughs> it's just a ladder it's... straight up. No, it's vertical. There was no just lean. Vertical. No lean. Just You yeah, just had to and... climb straight up. And, yeah. and straight up to get to our We normally have like a backpack, you know, a rucksack or a bag or something. Some people try and take their lunch up there. Some people are carrying coffees. It, it's impossible. And then when you, you get to the top, there's kind of a gate to the right, which you can go in, I think, like a photographer or, or a cameraman. You could fit maybe two in there. But there is... there is Crouch down. Oh, crouch down. Uh, there is no room. There is... There, literally, you go up this ladder... And then you have to punch in a, <clears throat> excuse me, then you have to punch in a code and you have to turn the door handle the right way after just punching. And it's a lot going on once you've just go over the trauma of climbing up the ladder. So what I did, <laughs> there was another entrance around the other, yeah. but you could only use that one at change of, when there was no play, with change events or beginning or end of a match. Oh, could you go change events? So I was only allowed in when there was no matches on. So no, if it's in between matches. Because change events, people go into their seats, right? Oh, right. Okay, oh, fine. That was that. a massive error. Yes, no. I was up and down oh, the ladder like, no. like crazy. I think I did the ladder twice and then I just tried to time it. So I remember there was one day when we were, uh, I think we'd finished for the day, the show. And there was, I think there was a doubles or a mix coming on centre court. So, you know, when you, you come off air and whoever you're with, you sit and have a little natter, don't you? Oh, how's your day? Wasn't that great? Ugh. And I saw the I saw the warm up clock counting down to like 20 seconds. I was like, I've got to get out. And I think I think I was in mid conversation and I thought I didn't mind going up the ladder, but I wasn't coming down the ladder. I think there's there's a lot more room for error coming down the ladder. Would you, would yeah, you and going down wasn't as off. I didn't go down as often because it was normally the end of the match. So I would be able to nip out the other way. Ah, um, okay. But yeah, and I should mention yes. that we were working for the BBC yeah. and the BBC gets the best commentary boxes at Wimbledon because they're the main rights oh, holder. Amazing. That's how it works. Yeah. As in, it, we're making it sound like we're sort of in the rafters. No, no, we are court level. Eight, like, I don't believe you've got BBC TV basically to the, to the right of the um, player's entrance to the court and the um, royal box. And then we were on the left of it. Um, and yeah, no, so it's a fabulous, fabulous box. Oh, it's, it's just... <laughs> Got a very interesting end. You've just got to suffer. You've just got to suffer to get in there. I didn't go down there. I didn't want my sort of bottom being sort of lowered down onto people as they're looking up. So I'd always go the other way. But but, all, <laughs> but some people didn't know there was another way to that. But, but, you know, we had the likes of Tracy Austin and Kim Kleisters. And every time anyone came to the box, they were like, this is incredible. They were like, this view is incredible. But if yeah. you were tall, you had, to, you had to bend down. And if you didn't want to go down the ladder, you had to time it. It was literally, I was grabbing my stuff thinking, there's 10 seconds, time has been called. And I was legging it out so I could go out the front. Yeah, well, didn't your co-presenter, wasn't he crawling in yes. all the time? I think he was yeah. crawling, wasn't Tony he? Tony was like crawling on his hands and knees alongside the back of the commentary box. But I think what we sometimes <laughs> forget is there's like a webcam 
And then back in, oh, back yeah. in the bunker, back at base in the broadcast centre, uh, there's there's a big split screen, and on one of them is a view of Centre Court commentary box. So sometimes you yeah. can just see him crawling on his hands and knees at the back of the commentary box. You're like, what are you doing? Just walk, slightly bent over, just walk. So um, you've got to remember in this day and age, there are cameras everywhere. But that was, you know, that yeah. that is one of the memories, um, that ladder. And look, it, it it was great. We were really lucky to have the, and we also had the option of a high up position as well. So you could get you know the kind of different looks on it. Um, where where do you end up on on Nick Kyrgios? We're going to see him again. Is this going to change him? Is it the same? Is it what you expected? Oh wow! Grand Slam finalist, Wimbledon finalist, Nick Kyrgios. Yeah, never thought I'd see the day. I must say. No. Um, I think he will play out the year. Why not? He's playing well. He's played a full season this year. Like the the reason he's able to make the final and play as well as he did, he's played a full season. He's been playing week in, week out. He's been winning matches and it doesn't, you can't just turn up and expect it to happen as we saw with Serena. So, you know, he, you know, Kyrgios is always capable of a big win here and there, but to go on a deep run, like you just got to be playing well. Um, so yeah, hopefully we see him through the US Open series, US Open. I think he'll probably wrap it up after that. I can't see him sort of uh, grinding out tournaments post US Open. Um yeah, and I, I, th- I think then it's probably like a 50-50 chance as to whether we see him again. Like, he's, he's going to go back to Oz. He's going to be at home. He's going to be there for a long time. Is he going? He'll probably play the Australian Open, I imagine, uh, and do the Australian But Is he going to want to then just go back into it? Um, it was interesting. In his on-court interview, he was asked, does this make you hungry for more? And he said, no. <laughs> it just doesn't. And I believe him. I don't think he's trying to be funny. I believe that he is standing there thinking, oh, God. You know, he's probably exhausted. He's been on the road forever because that's what happens for... That's how it works for Aussies. So, yeah, I think it's 50-50 as to whether we'll see him sort of post-Australian Open 2023. Um, You know, look, the guy's just... He's earned a million pounds, right, for reaching the final. So, yeah. I mean, he he just doesn't like tennis, does he? I I think... No, or travelling. Or being a tennis player. I mean... (laughs) Or anything that you need to do. I think I just... I just... And I know he said a few years back now that he will he will do it, he'll make the money, put it into his foundation, whatever. But I, I don't know, there's part of me that just says that just says stop. I know he's entertaining and I know he'll bring people into the sport and maybe and are you of the theory that we need people like him in the sport? Is he good for the sport? Um I don't think we need him in the sport. I think he's good for the sport. Um I think that it's good when he's playing properly. I mean, through the years twenty 20 and 2021 when everyone would talk to me about Nick Kyrgios I was like he's not a player he doesn't play he's not on the tour I like I don't really know what to say to be honest he played a handful of matches and that was it so yeah it's it's great to see him focused and and really sort of trying as hard as he as hard as he can um because we thought that wasn't really going to happen because we've been waiting for it for such a long time but yeah I don't think the sport needs him I don't think the sport needs anyone I think you know, no one's bigger than the sport. Um, he definitely brings a different element. I think that people who watched him had a great time, really enjoyed it and felt like it was a real opportunity to see him. But um, yeah, I mean, it's up to him, isn't it? I don't know. Do you think the sport needs him? No. Um, maybe that's because, I don't know, maybe personally I just get a bit annoyed with him. Um, uh, does it? I think it I think it does need characters. But I think I think for me, what gets... 
for me, what gets uh, with Nick Kyrgios is, is, is he's so negative about everything. You know, and I know he deals with a lot of issues, but the way oh, I don't like tennis and I don't want to respect traditions and I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. And do you know what I mean? I just get to the point. I'm like, well, stop it then. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I do think tennis needs characters. I think it needs personalities. I think Naomi Osaka is is really good for women's tennis. I think she brings something. I don't know how long she will be in tennis. But I, I think we need characters. We need personalities because it brings other people into the sport. And Nick Kyrgios will attract other people. But I think for Kyrgios, I just don't feel he really respects the sport. And I don't think he really cares about the sport. And and he's always like, I don't want to do it. You know, sticking that red baseball cap on on centre court the final. Just don't do it. Do you know what I mean? Just for just for once, it's the Wimbledon final. Whether you care about traditions or not, just don't put it on. Do you know what I mean? It's like he always has to do a little something to be a rebel, to be different. And I, I think I'm just a little bit over that. Maybe I'm, you know, what? <laughs> I think it might be because I'm old. And, and maybe that the young generation like that's really cool. And he's kind of doing this and he's doing that. And but I'm just a little bit like he genuinely looks so miserable when he's out there. He's he's one of the most talented people I've ever seen hold a tennis racket. And that is phenomenal. But I think I've just I'm just a bit over it. Do you know what I mean? I, I just yeah. Well, you said, you know, stop then if uh, you're going to be so negative. Uh, he might. He might. He's earned his money now. That was that was what he was his motivation, and he's just earned a million pounds. You're not going to get a bigger pay check than that unless you win the U.S. Open uh, or win a Grand Slam. And the amount of effort that that takes, does he have it in him to do it twice? I don't know. He, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like you say. I don't think he enjoyed the journey. <laughs> no, I, I don't think he. Yeah, um, but it's and yeah. So I'm a bit like if if you really don't like it that much, then it'll get to a point when he's not really doing anything for the sport. He'll he'll bring people in to watch matches. They'll talk about him. But I'm a bit sort of, as I say, I think I'm just being a bit old and grumpy. <laughs> but you know, one thing I did think the other day when I was watching the final, um, djokovic Kyrgios, And Djokovic is divisive. And we've had our conversations, haven't we, about Djokovic, about the things he does and the sort of daft things he can do off the court. But I looked at him and I thought, I don't want him ever to retire, <laughs> which is quite a strong statement, isn't it? Um... I just I just love watching him and I love what he brings on a tennis court. Yeah. And I just, I was thinking, and I think that maybe because we haven't seen Federer for so long, look, Federer in, in full Federer mode is fabulous, but we're not going to see that again due to age, due to injuries, due to timeouts. So I've kind of reconciled with that. Nadal, I've always been a little bit, I have so much admiration for what he's done, but, but Everything, it's, you know, there's so, oh, the time with Nadal. <laughs> everything that goes around Nadal and everything. If he were to say at the end of this year, I'm going to stop, of course would miss him, but I'd be okay. I I don't want Djokovic to retire. I'm not saying he is or that he's hinted that he will. And I'm sure he's going to go to get the record before anything else happens. But I, yeah, I was just thinking that the other day. I was looking at the commentary box window and I just thought I don't want him to retire. Yeah. Um, I think he, I think he has everything. He has obviously the game. He's got the he's got the edge as well. I like that edge to him. As I said, I'm not saying I agree with everything he gets up to or has done off the court, but purely speaking about tennis, purely speaking about tennis, I think he's got. I think he's got everything. I like the edge that he has. I know he wants to be loved by everyone, but I love the edge he brings. I love his tennis. I love his competitive drive and spirit. I love his hunger, and uh, yeah, I, I will I will be very sad when that day comes when he decides he's not going to play anymore. I think it's a quite far off, to be honest, because I think he won that tournament at like a 7, 8 out of 10. So 
oh yeah, I, I I can't I can't see it happening. Body seems fit and healthy. He's not struggling like Nadal is. And uh, look, I've always said, well, I say always, probably for the like, last five years, when everyone talks about how Djokovic isn't as well liked as the others. It's, you know, I think I just, I've always been so convinced that he will get the adoration. He will get the respect from everybody once Federer and Nadal are done. Once he's got all the titles or maybe once Djokovic is done, maybe it will just be people looking back on his career. People will miss him hugely. And I think people will feel like they took for granted a little bit of what, what he did. The people that weren't massive supporters of him, you know, he can be difficult to like sometimes, but in terms of the respect for what he achieves and just his, his level on the court is out of this world. He's pushed the sport onto new levels and no one apart from Nadal can keep up in any way, shape or form. Um, As you see, we were talking about it in the last pod with Sinner being two sets up, plenty of others being up. You know, even Cam Norrie in the semis are set up and then he and somebody playing so well, the crowd behind him, such a big hype. He really faded away. He just could not live with that level at all. And OK, Djokovic was playing decent by the end, but he wasn't playing unbelievably well. I personally don't think. Um, but still, you know. Cam Norrie having this amazing tournament and the level that he could produce, just nowhere close to him, really, at, at the, the end of the match. So, um, yeah, what he's done for the sport is huge. It's absolutely huge. He, you know, if you if you look at like Venus and Serena, for example, Serena particularly, I mean, we, we bundle them in together, but Serena particularly, what she did for the WTA, how she pushed it on just on the court was one thing. She also pushed it on off the court by reaching a whole new audience, becoming this ridiculous superstar. Um, You know, she's an A-list celebrity. Okay, Djokovic hasn't managed to do that, but what he's done on the court is comparable, I think, to to what Serena has done in taking it to new levels, demanding more of the opponents, pushing it on and just really raising the bar. And I just think he continues to do it. It's, it's, It's amazing to see the gulf between him and... You know, whether it was Sitsipas in the Roland Garros final last year, Sinner, Nori this year, the players that are supposed to be nipping at his heels, they're nowhere close to him. They can't touch him with a long stick. They are so far away. (laughs) They might nick a win here and there in best of three. They might be able to take him out on a bad, a very bad day in Grand Slams uh, through the best of five. But it happens so rarely. Um yeah, uh, it's it's unbelievable. So I, I do agree with you, but I think that a lot of people are going to be like you, that they start getting to this point, especially now Federer is really not featuring. And Nadal, well, he's obviously still featuring heavily. But when Nadal finishes, then I think people will really start to understand what we've got in Djokovic because what we've got is, is, is superhuman. I heard little rumblings that his ban from Australia could be overturned because there was the talk, wasn't there, that the very realistic point that after winning Wimbledon, he might not play another Grand Slam until May 2023. That's because, as things stand, he, he can't go into the US because he's not vaccinated and he has the ban from Australia. And then, you know what? Nadal will probably save himself from win number 15 <laughs> at Roland Garros. Oh, that, that, you know, if that happens, if he wins another Roland Garros, it's ridiculous. Just want to put it out there now. <laughs> Just, oh, that'd be ridiculous. Um, but that is a, that's ridiculous. a long way away. So, you know, there is, there is that very real possibility for, for Novak Djokovic. So it gives, it will give someone else an opportunity in the USA to, USA to see if they can scale 
those heights. We got Medvedev coming back, who was pictured watching the Grand Prix <laughs> during the Wimbledon final. So he's going to be back and on court. It's uh, really happy to see Dominic Team winning again on court because he's, he's back. back. Oh, oh, we missed wow. him. Gosh, I can't imagine what that journey must have been like for him. Not only was he injured, but he was having all those doubts anyway that we've heard players talk about when they win a Grand Slam or they achieve a lifelong goal. And it happened to Djokovic in 2016. You know, what do I what do I do now? Where do I go? What's the next goal? What's the next thing that I aim for? You know, it's like restarting. Um, so such a shame for Dominic Team. So we can only hope that he gets himself back up and back up and running uh, and on we go again another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24/7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The um, one thing we haven't talked about on the pod, but you did talk about it on Five Live, is your career in, in the movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> career in the movie. What, TV, TV, slightly different. Not quite Hollywood just, just yet. But it's, it's kind of, a, it's a, it's a, is it a movie? Series, program, documentary? No, it's TV. It's a TV series. Can I call that? It's not a, a film. movie. Is it a film? It's a film? No, it's a TV <laughs> series. I want to make it sound like really... You would be terrible at charades. Oh, yeah, no, I would be. I'd be absolutely ter- Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Is it a film? No. <laughs> it's a film. No, it's not. Is it a film? No, it's not a film. Okay. Is it? Is it a TV series? Yes. Yay, I've got it. Um, so tell us as much as you're allowed to say about what you're doing for those that don't know and wonder what the earth I'm talking about. Yes, so uh, there is a big new drama being filmed. Um, it's not a film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. Carry There's on. a big new drama TV series, a new drama <laughs> TV series being filmed in London uh, and it is set in the world of professional tennis. Uh, so it's not about tennis, but it's a drama. It's about you know relationships and people and, you know, just like a normal drama. Um, all these things go on, but it's in the world of tennis and I am working uh, closely with the production team as uh, the tennis advisor slash consultant slash coordinator. All the tennessee bits I'm... Um, you're trying to help with as as best I can uh so yeah they've started filming um just the last few days and I'll be spending uh quite a few days this summer uh on set and and helping out so yeah it's it's very cool it is a huge huge challenge um but one that I've really really enjoyed um it's nice to put sort of my skills to a completely different challenge and try and come up with solutions that way What's been the biggest challenge? And again, this is all the stuff that you're allowed to say because I'm sure there's some stuff you can't really talk about. I mean, I don't know how things work, but what's been the biggest challenge so far? So, um, well, it's been working with the actors, I suppose, and not in a bad way. It's, <laughs> it, they've been lovely. They, they've been lovely. But, um, you know, I've got multiple actors all in different parts of the, the UK and Europe and um, needing to set up 
their training schedules so I need to find coaches and fitness trainers and work out their schedules tailor things to what they need um, you know look at what they're doing in terms of the exact tennis they that is required from them in the script trying to train them up I've also then had to find tennis playing body doubles like a stunt double but a tennis double for the actors uh, so that can help with filming, but they've got to look very similar to the actors so that you can sort of switch them in and out. And um, yeah, so that's been, I think, sort of a, a real challenge. I've really enjoyed working on the scripts a little bit and, and trying to adjust things and saying, oh, it would happen more like this and this is how it would look. I've been working with the art department on scene setting and these are all the bits and pieces that would be in a, a, a training gym and, and all this sort of stuff. So um, yeah, I mean, it's really... Um, yeah every, all these little details that you would never think of there's uh, yeah plenty to get stuck into so say I was your actor right so I'm doing the acting bit you would have to find you'd have to find a body double for me is that right yes yes so I'd have to find somebody who can play tennis to the right standard which is a high standard that oh. is the same height as you same uh, frame as you same skin tone and as similar hair as as possible ideally the same Oh, guys! Wow. Okay, and it's very difficult so, when the actors don't have a twin that plays tennis. <laughs> so, so the body double would would that be from the world of tennis? Like a they'd be yes. whether it's club or whatever standard they would. I'm not saying professional tennis, but maybe they would be. So the body double has to play tennis to a good level. Yes, good, very very good level. Uh, I, as your actor, what what would my level of tennis have to be? Oh well. That's a, that's very. Would I have to have a level of tennis? no. I was not involved in the casting at all. So um, yeah, it's, it's just a mixed bag. I've got some that play sort of decent club level, some that complete beginners. Right. So the so it's not a prerequisite of the actors to be able to play tennis to any level. Is that right? No, no, it, it's not been actually. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, I say so. We have a, a wide range, and I was slightly nervous, thinking that oh, the beginners would be much more difficult to to work with but yeah they're actors they're very good at copying movements um and they are oh, actually very good at, at that so if you just say you know some of them are professional dancers or whatever they might be you know move it like this i mean if you take the ball out of the equation it's you just think about how you walk how you how you move on the court how you run to a ball they're very very good at picking that up actually what's been really interesting is that the ones who are very good club level who can play points and you know move the ball around um, it's been slightly trickier, I think, because they have they, they've been playing tennis, but at a slightly lower level. Um, so when I mean as opposed to the professional level that will be required in, in the TV series. So, for example, the movement that the beginner can copy me do. So if I'm doing it for them, they can they can copy it. Um, the club level club level player has just never really had to make that movement because the tennis isn't that fast you don't have to be down low and you know playing open stance all the time it's much more sort of you run to the ball you set and then you swing and then you run to the ball if you know what I mean it's, it's different you're not playing on the move you're not having to react you're not in the same position so it's actually quite interesting because you've got some that obviously have all these habits ingrained and then you've got some which are the blank canvases and it's been really interesting to see how they've developed over the last few months. I didn't think of it like that. I guess, yeah, if someone has done something for however many years, that's what they do. And then it's harder to to almost retrain them. Whereas if you've got an actor coming in and they've never done it, then they're, I guess they're more open and willing because they don't really know what it should look like. So you can tell them exactly what it should look like. Yeah. So and, and that sort of surprised me. I mean, obviously, if you put the ball in play and they're playing, 
of course the club player is going to be much 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 better you can't yeah, learn how to play tennis to a high level in a few months but if you took the ball out and you're just shadow swinging from the back of the court what is particularly with the movement i've found it's um it, it's easier to to sell it i think from from the beginners although all of them have done it unbelievably well it's been really really impressive because tennis is much harder than anybody realizes to look good at playing tennis um and i think that anybody who doesn't know that I mean it's one thing teaching somebody to look good kicking a football but a tennis swing is a ridiculous amount of coordination I mean if you think about the serve for example it is such a complicated shot and really a junior will go through years it will take them the top junior so say how I was would take me years to learn a serve at six years old you might start with the racket behind your head and then you just do the ball toss and throw forwards and then you might have a little bit of an abbreviated serve and then then throw through and I'm talking for months at a time you might do this for six months before you move on to the next stage and then you add in starting with your hands together and then you hit the serve for another six months and then you will start bringing your back foot up if that's the way you're going to go do you know what I mean as in to get to the point where you can hit a full serve it genuinely takes some of the most talented kids in the country ages to get to it is a very very difficult serve a very very difficult shot requiring a huge amount of coordination um so yeah that is uh yeah that that's obviously the hardest bit by a mile it, but it always is in coaching wow you you're gonna have a busy summer have you suggested to the director or producer a scene where you and i are sat on a coffee table in the background recording our podcast with our <laughs> tennis mugs on display yeah that would be nice wouldn't it that would be yeah. nice i have to try and get a cameo if if not, if you can't get cameo, just get one of our mugs. Just put a mug because I'm sure in. you're yeah. Sneak while they're filming, yeah, while they're filming, just get a mug. And if you haven't got one, I think I've still got a spare one that we forgot to send to someone. I can't remember who. I actually gave one of our mugs to a friend of ours, Charlotte in Eastbourne, media manager. Now this mug is what? How many years late? Three years? Two years? Four years? Yeah, four years. Four lot. years late. Um, and I went down, and and she said finally. <laughs> nice and I'm really sorry but I was very impressed that I still had the mug it was still in one piece so but I think I've got another one gathering dust on the top of my fridge so if you want it and you think you can just there's got to be a scene hasn't it look all tennis players drink water you could just have this little mug next door what are you thinking good plan I can try well I can why try. not it's like a I okay I dare you Mm, okay i i dare you and i haven't by the way i haven't forgotten your flag test but the problem is at the moment we're dealing when we're doing this podcast you can see me i can't all i'm looking at is a blank screen i don't know if you haven't played your bills or your phone's broken or what's going on here but i can't see you so we can't we can't do our little flag competition which um which i still have for you um at some point when we do one yeah my camera's broken Ah, oh, you see. We um we did kind of spend a lot of time in the end together at Wimbledon. We should let people know that we actually got we got some good time. We actually had dinner one night. We did, yeah. Didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was the team dinner, it was you and I. Yeah, no one else made it. <laughs> no one else made it, but you and I had a really nice dinner. So we actually got I don't think people realise that we might speak to each other a lot via phone and do the podcast, but it's so rare we actually get to sit next to each other and have a drink or have dinner so that was it was a fun two weeks it was it was Wimbledon's always quite crazy and it's so different I don't know how you feel I find it so different from all the other Grand Slams because a lot of the time at another Grand Slam there's less of you or I I don't 
well, still lots of people, but do you, do you see what I mean? It, it, Wimbledon is it, yeah. such a, a big thing and lots of people come from different sports and different areas. And sometimes if you go to, like when you're in Paris, you were part of like a, a team of three or four and you obviously know other people, but that's your kind of little team. And that's how we kind of operate. So, and Wimbledon is this like behemoth, um, which is amazing. Mm. And I was so happy to bump into people I hadn't seen for ages, but it's uh, it, it's pretty full on. It's pretty amazing. Um, we're very lucky to do it, uh, and then the next week I'm in I'm in Roland Garros, which is uh, which is amazing. and I'm having to I feel really bad because there's lots of things going on at the boys' school this week, like little assemblies and they did a French assembly the other day, so I'm having to get there to send their dad and a friend of ours to go and like take videos and send me what's going on because we're coming towards the end of term. Soon it's the summer holidays. Oh. Wow. And that's when things are going to get very busy. But we're going to continue to pod through the summer. You are going to be filming, I was about to say your film, your TV series. And when's your next tennis tournament? Oh, I think I'm doing Washington, D.C. I've got Washington and then Cincy for ATP. So, um, yeah, US Open Series. Are are you just going to be totally freaked out now because you're um, because, you know, we always plan our years around tennis tournaments. So, you know, you've got Roland Garros, you've got Wimbledon. And now you got Ronald Garros again. I don't know if I could cope. I might just fall over if that was the case. I, I, I just, I don't know. It doesn't function. Me, my year is pre-Wimbledon, post-Wimbledon. No, it's, it's, it's weird. So when I'm walking back from work, I'm looking in the restaurants ready to see some familiar faces and they're not there. I'm expecting to see lots of people with the accreditation around their neck and they're not there. And it, it's, it's very, I say it's, a, it's a really lovely, relaxed atmosphere. And it's so enjoyable working on the paddle. But it, it's very weird being back. And in the same hotel. You've got to remember, I'm in the same hotel. So it feels I'm doing the same run in the park that you walk past from your hotel. So I'm doing the same run in the park. I've basically got my routine back. But, it, but at the same time, things are very different. So it's, it's very weird. And for me, the next stop after this is the Commonwealth Games uh, before back to tennis in the US Open. So it's all a bit, yeah, and I think old age and tiredness, I'm having to, it, yes, it has messed up my kind of, I'm back at Roland Garros, but the weather's nice. I feel like it's, I feel like it'd be May again, May, June, strange. <sighs> yeah, strange. No, it, it, oh, no, don't say that, it's going to be. So it is weird, but it's lovely, and it's lovely to be here. Um, I am looking forward to a little bit of time next week, just a bit of downtime with the boys catching up on the washing I haven't done for ages, all the admin, the bits and pieces that get left behind. So I need to have a little bit of time to do that because um, a lot of stuff, you know, like Grand Slam, you don't get a chance to do anything. Like nothing. No, no, um, that's it. You're Grand Slam mode. There's, so I'm, I'm looking forward to just getting back into a bit of routine, whether it's emptying the dishwasher, doing the washing, put the bins out, just a little bit of that before before work kicks in again. But we will we will continue to pod because the world of tennis never sleeps. And there's always something, Never always something that's going on that, um, and you're, gosh, you're very busy, but we are going to find the time, probably not together for, a, wow, I can't think of the next time we'll actually be together. Uh, no, don't think about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm not going to think about it. Um, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go and paddle now because I've got there's. I have to say one thing about paddle. It's, I think 70, 70 odd. There's, so there's 56 pairs in the draw, 72 of the athletes from Spain just to give you a feeling of of how weighted towards Spain yeah. is. And then I'd say the next biggest chunk is from Argentina. And I just want to talk about the names for a second. <laughs> there's, wow, there's some names going on here. And I'm talking four or five names in one. Do you see what I mean? 
So I think, uh, but wonderfully, I've got, I've got a friend here, Camille Pain, who used to play tennis, uh, who speaks Spanish, French and, and English. And every morning I send her a voice note with my matches and I ask her if she can voice note me the pronunciations. Because sometimes I look at them going, I'm going to completely butcher that. And that's not right. So yeah, every morning she gets a little message from me and then she writes back saying, Okay, this name, this name, this should be it. Honestly, it's been a godsend, absolute lifesaver. So, paddle. The names are quite complex. I think, especially as you're getting to know them, but there are some very complicated names going on here. So, uh, yes, I'm off. Well, good luck with your Spanish accent. Yeah, I've got my, I've got my. I can see my voice notes coming from Camille. So I'm going to go and sit and do my um, my homework before it gets started. Um, good luck with the with the body doubles, and the tennis, and the everything. And we'll speak again soon. All right. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.